Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my monthly live training. My next live training will be happening on Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. I'm going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. On the show today, Laura Thorne. She is an expert in strategic impact leadership, and we're going to talk about individual performance improvement. It is so key that during this very unique time of our lives, known as COVID-19, that you don't sit and watch Netflix all day long. We got some solid ideas. Here's my interview with Laura Thorne. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. I want to thank you for steering clear of the Houston area when you blew through Louisiana last week. That was very nice of you, Hurricane Laura. Uh, Who knew that you are Hurricane Laura? But uh, I guess you have a, a side job now. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I grew up in Tampa, Florida area and all those years of hurricanes. And then I moved to Syracuse right before the big one actually came through and and people were in real panic. So I missed out on that. And then, yeah, my mom texted me and she said, hey, did you know you have a hurricane? (laughs) No, I did not. You know, one thing I don't understand about the hurricane names is they, they will reuse names over again until it becomes catastrophic. And I'm like, really? You you mean you can't come up with a unique name for the rest of the eternity? I mean, there's so many unique names, but they'll use Laura again because apparently you didn't cause enough damage, Laura. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> so they're going to reuse you. I'm like, is there a lack of names I'm not aware of? I mean, why why if you have a Hurricane Laura, why do you ever have to use that name again? Because there is so many names worldwide. So that's, I've, I've asked meteorologists, I'm like, whoa, we, they actually meet for three days, which, is, which kills me. Every year they meet for three days to discuss names. Seriously? You meet for three days to discuss the names of the storms the next 10 years? I, I don't, and then I don't they know. they come up with the same names again. <laughs> it's so like, I don't know. That's product- it's, productive. It, it, it's not productive. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just, there are so many names. All someone's got to do is just everyone send their name in. Everyone send their name in the National Hurricane Society. Everyone. Okay, and then what they'll do is pick the names out. Pick an A, pick a B, pick a C. You'd have enough names to last you for a thousand years. But no, they have to have a three-day conference. And if any meteorologist is listening to this podcast, please write me. I want to know why you reuse the same name because there's not a shortage name. I'm, are you aware of a name shortage, Laura? I mean, there's enough names to go around, right? No, but I think it's kind of like the keychains in the gift shops. There's always a Laura. <laughs> there's probably always a Mark. Hey, but, maybe you know, that's how they get their name names. Katie with a Y, you're screwed. <laughs> but maybe that's how they get their names. Maybe they go to the gift shop and go to that little keychain thing, and that's how they pick out their names. Right? And the rest of the weekend, they're just... These must be the most popular. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so excited to have you on the show because you are passionate about something I'm passionate about, and that is personal, professional improvement. And we've been through this COVID thing officially since March, because that's when everything started shutting down. And we don't know when it's going to end, you know, next week, next month, next year. We have no idea. But one thing I find really sad is people not 
doing anything during the shutdown. So before you give me, I want to set you up there, before we get into your thoughts on it, why don't you take about 20 seconds or so, tell us who is Laura Thorne. You're not a hurricane, but who are you and what do you do? So thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on here again. Um, So Laura Thorne is is a regular person, but a regular person who has tried a lot of things and not liked a lot of things that I tried (laughs) and has finally, after four decades or more on this planet is finally trying to figure out something I can do that I enjoy that also provides benefits to other people. And really a lot of it is is sharing my experiences I've gone through and what I've learned and continuing to learn. But I do some strategy for business. I do, I throughout all the COVID, I've been doing a lot of accountability and helping business owners, but I'm very passionate too about helping future leaders avoid all the mistakes I made. Um, <laughs> Learn to do to start doing personal development early and and soon, and trying to keep discovering who they are because those were things I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the mentors, and I didn't have role models in place who were like leading the way for me. So it took me a long time to kind of figure out how to get on that path. So, so that's really what what drives me every day to keep going is is really personal improvement, but then also sharing those experiences with other people. One thing that really rocked my world was about, I don't know, three, four years ago when I discovered, uh, you know, this insight that the really successful wealthy people spend a lot of time in personal development and the people who live paycheck to paycheck don't. I said, hmm, isn't that interesting? And I found out like Mark Cuban reads three hours a day. Warren Buffett reads like four or five hours a day. And I'm like, wow. Maybe there's something to this personal development. So I make sure I'm doing something at least one hour a day, every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 366 days a year in leap year to improve myself. And I really think people need to tap into that, especially COVID. Instead of binge watching Netflix for eight hours, spend a couple hours every day to get better at something you want to get better at because this thing will pass. And the people who are doing the personal development now were probably doing it before COVID and they're going to be light years ahead of you. Would you agree? Uh, I absolutely agree. And I see it already with colleagues and um, just other, other people and and even people that I coach, Um, you know, I do some career coaching as well for environmental career seekers. And there's a very small few who will actually step up and, and put in the work to, to improve and to make the changes that they need. But a key part of that is, what do I need to improve? So mm. I think a lot of people are just like, they they don't even know how to go back and figure out what it is they should be learning or doing. So they just stay where they are. Now, let's say someone heard you just say that and they're like, you know, I, I get it. I, I, I've been lazy. I've been Netflixing. Netflixing? Is that a word? If I've been, is that a be. word? Is that a verb? Well, it is now. I, I hear that smart people make up words. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate that. So, but I, you know, I understand that I've been doing it all wrong. So how would you tell them to get started? Because you'd say they need to figure out what they need to improve. I would say, what's on your heart? What do you want to learn? Let's start with what you want to learn. Because if you don't want to, if you don't care about organic farming, you really shouldn't go learn organic farming. So how should someone get started if they really, if you got them inspired or as a result of this conversation, you get them inspired, what should they do to become a person that pursues personal development? Great question. And I think it goes back to beginning with the end in mind. And, you know, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 
retirement. I, I encourage my career coaches to think about how they want to retire in their, in their 20s. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's something to start thinking about. Do you want to retire on a yacht or do you want to retire in a trailer park in Florida? Like that's two very different yeah. avenues you need to take in your life. Uh, when I got into environmental science, you know, I was on the 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 settling for it's not about the money. Mm. And so that's what I did. I got the job. I got a decent paycheck and that was the road I was on. But then I realized eight years into it, that's not the road I want to be on. Um, that's the road that I was expected to take, um, get a cushy job. My grandfather was super proud of my government job, <laughs> but it didn't fulfill me. And I hadn't done the the groundwork to think about what I wanted my life to be like in, in 10 years, 20 years retirement. And so, um, so I think starting with thinking about what you want that to look like. And then, so what I encourage people to ask three questions. Once you've thought about that long-term vision is uh, who do you need to meet? What do you need to learn? And what do you need to, to buy? You know, do you need to pay for, do you need a piece of equipment? You know, if you want to start uh, learning how to, um, build Teslas and you want to go work with Elon Musk, well, you're probably gonna have to buy something, a product, um, a welder uh, (laughs) course, you know, like figure out and then who do you want? And then a lot of women are like, well, I want, I want to be like Oprah. Well, okay, great. Well, who do you need to meet? Cause you got to start working to get in that circle. Um, You can't wait 10 years and go, Hmm, I still haven't made any progress towards getting an Oprah circle, you know? Hmm. I ran across somebody on social media one time and this individual wanted to be a coder. That that was their passion. They want to be a coder. And I'm like, oh, that's good. How many how many hours do you code a day? And they said, well, I don't. I'm like, okay, that's a clue. Okay. Because if you are not doing what you desire to do or learning about what you want to do, it's some some aspect every day. If it doesn't like wake you up and get you excited, it's probably not the thing you should go after. Because I guarantee you, people who code code every single day for hours on end. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you don't have that excitement for it, well, that's okay. But I don't want you to go into it for the money or the prestige. Follow your heart. Because I know people who are social workers make twenty-five, dollars $30,000 a year, and they are so happy. And I know people, as probably you do, who make millions of dollars, and they're not happy because they hate what they're doing. So to your point, you shouldn't pursue the money. What do you right. want to do every day for the rest of your life that gets you excited? Because I would argue if you don't, if it doesn't make you excited, why are you pursuing that avenue? Totally agree. And I think too, though, if, if you do though, if your retirement does, you know, is a, a house in Maui, like that's okay. I think that, I think something too, especially for women and young people, um, I, I don't like per, uh, perpetuating that making money is bad. You know, yes, it's great pursue your passions. And if you are a person who wants to live small, I I live in a paradox. I live very minimalistically. I lived in an RV for three years, uh, traveled all over with it. That's what's important to me. That's what I love. That's what you see on my LinkedIn and getting back into that. And um, just a two week road trip, just uh, came back last week, all the way out from Syracuse to Mount St. Helens. So all the way across the country (laughs) is amazing. Um, But that that's what turns me on. So whatever work I need to do to be able to do that is what I want to do you know, yes. um, to pair the two together. So it's, I, I think too, a couple of things like people need to, to stop looking at their life goals, personal goals, separate from their work and business mm. goals. They need yes. to meet, they need to marry together. 
And, and, you and that's said, where the true happiness comes from, I think. Yes. And you said a very vulgar word er, er, earlier, retirement. When people ask me, Mark, you're 55. When are you, when are you going to start thinking about retirement? I'm like, mouth, wash your mouth out with soap. Do you talk to your mother <laughs> with that mouth? I'm like, for me, now this is me. This is Mr. Productivity, Mark Stuchowski. I don't want to retire. I could not imagine. What am I going to do when I retire? I love what I do. And I don't believe in my opinion. Now, listener, you could have a completely different opinion. You're entitled to it. But for me, I don't want to retire what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. And I, and in this day and age, I know Zig Ziglar died when he was 85, still doing what he wanted to do. So you don't have to retire. There are people now, if you're like a, a welder or, you know, something that takes a lot of, uh, you know, physical energy, maybe you're not going to be able to do that when you get older, but I would say don't look forward to retirement because after retirement comes death. Okay. I don't like to look at that. So, <laughs> you know, if you want to retire, that's fine. A lot of people in my Bible study class, they're in their upper sixties. When do you think about retirement? I'm not even thinking about retirement. I don't want to retire. What do you think about that? Do you think that in this day and age in 2020, we're here in September, 2020, you know, a lot of people our age, you know, I'm 55, you're a little younger than me. You know, we're not, I don't want to retire. I, I love what I do. What are your thoughts on that? I have so many thoughts on this. So <laughs> the um, when I started my government job, 2005, you know, you had to choose, do you want the pension plan or do you want the investment plan? And I was like, oh, uh, there's no way I'm going to work here that long. So <laughs> I'll take the investment plan. <laughs> and secondly, I don't, I was told as a Gen Xer, you're not going to get to retire. You're not going to get social security. It'll be gone. So I've never planned on having that. Um, so now again, in my early forties, I finally have investment savings for retirement, but like you, I used, I use the term retirement more as, um, a lifestyle change, mm. not necessarily like I'm stopping working as the definition, because I, I consider myself when I retired from my government job at 38, I was retired. <laughs> I lived in a motorhome. I traveled the country. Um, I decided I'm working for myself on my own terms, my own hours. So to me, that's retired. The only thing that's different is the government isn't handing me any money right now, but they did actually in, in March or April. <laughs> so, um, so to me, it's more, I tried to live a retired lifestyle because when I worked in that corporate like setting, every single director who re was still working was haggard and ill and mm -hmm. had stress-related illness. Um, and the, a month, three months after they retired and came back, they were glowing. They were wow. happy. They were healthy. They were doing stuff they loved. And some of them were uh, still working, but they were working on their own terms. They were working when they wanted to work and with who they wanted to work with. And I think that's huge too, is being able to tell yes. people, no, I don't like you. I'm not working <laughs> with you and you're not going to cost me the stress. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I think retirement is a is it could be defined many different ways, but I I like to define it as more of a mindset and a, and a lifestyle for being for how I work my entrepreneur business. <laughs> hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com, for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they don't have any visions of retiring because we, we, we're busybodies. We, we always have to be doing something. I mean, here at our house, when we sit down to watch TV at night and I do watch TV at the end of the night, if I put a good day's work in, when my wife falls asleep on the, on the couch, cause she's just, you know, she's 
you know, getting comfortable and pretty soon she's snoring. And I immediately <laughs> will change the channel, put turn the volume down. I'm on LinkedIn engaging with people. I, I can't, I got to be doing something, not because I want to become more famous than Oprah and Tony Robbins, which I do, but I mean, big goals, why not have big goals, but I want to help people. I genuinely want to help people. And, and I don't think, you know, I grew up, you know, I born in 65. I worked, uh, started working in the late seventies, early eighties and you work 40 hours a week. That was the goal. And I worked at a steel factory in another lifetime and you work like 40, 50 hours and you went home and you, the weekends and the holidays. But I'm like, you know, I wake up on Christmas and it's like, why do we have to stop? I mean, here it's just my wife and I, I mean, my, our daughters have gone. It's just, uh, I'm like, Okay, we open presents. Okay, now what? I'm not watching TV all day. And so right. sometimes, you know, we'll go for a walk or, you know, I may do a, I may do a podcast or something on Christmas Day if someone wants to do it because not everybody celebrates Christmas Day. You know, I just, I just want to serve as many people as I can. And if you've been following me at all, you know that I recently, about six weeks ago, got access to LinkedIn Live. So I'm going live on LinkedIn every I afternoon, did. you know, and I'm just, I just want to help people. And here's the thing. The more people you help, the more you get givers get, you know? And so if you are like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to help anyone to like, give me lots of money. And then they're poor, but the people give, 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 they get a lot in return. And so I would encourage people to go pick up the book from Adam Grant called give or take. Okay. I am definitely a giver. Givers like to go on podcasts like you do or LinkedIn live or a YouTube channel and give lots of value where the takers They'll have a paywall and they go, hey, hey, you ain't paying me money. I'm not going to help you. And those people traditionally don't do very well. Yes. And I think um, along with that, the go-giver, I don't remember the author, uh, is also very good. And it, and Oh, it, yeah. Bob Berg. Yeah, that's what his name is. Yes. And um, we're reading that in our book club because we are also um, – back to the continuous improvement and personal development. <laughs> we have a leadership book club because we're like hammering through books and reading all the time and, and not really like putting anything into application. So uh, it was a way for us to take a step back and really pull out the nuggets that we have from the book and talk about them and then see how other people are putting them into, into action, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, the, the go-giver and, and the give or take, I think I've watched his Ted talk before. I haven't read his book. And um at first, when I started watching it, I was like, well, I don't know how powerful this is going to be. But then by the end of it, I was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. And um, and same thing. I, I can't stop working. I try to take like when I talk about like, oh, I took a day off or I did this, like I'm still working, yes. but it's not work. You know, it's like uh, I mentor a lot and there's no pay in that. And uh, and I mentor people for a really long time. And I'm like, hmm, when does this end? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> The, the the more people you mentor, like in 10 years, like how will I ever have time to work if I'm mentoring so many yes. people? But, um, but that's, that's, that is the enjoyment and, and it will come back in, in some sort of way somehow, but that's why we have to be productive mm -hmm. and learn to manage and organize. And because then we can find ways to have money coming in while we're able to give and mentor and have time for those things. And I spend a lot of my focus on my continuous improvement on, on productivity. Good girl. That's music to my ears. I love hearing that because <laughs> I, I have one client right now and this particular person will, if I suggest uh, an app to them, they will like learn everything possible about the app. And I'm like, you're not even, you know, most apps that they're done well 
can be used right out of the box. You connect your Google account or whatever to it, you're done. But this person decided to learn everything. He probably could go teach the app developers on how to use the app. And I'm like, okay, that's called procrastination. Okay. Right. That's not helping you learning every facet of an app, things you'll never use is only going to cause you to be procrastinating and not get the th- real work done. So what I encourage people to do is you know, make a list. Okay. What do you want to learn? Not what's hot, not what your friends are doing, not what the world is saying. What's on your heart? And if that's organic farming, then go learn all you can about organic farming. I People are going to be in the wonder, Laura, because I talk about organic farming as an example all the time in my show. I don't know why I do that. But <laughs> let's say you want to be a car mechanic or you want to be a house painter, whatever. You know, if that's what you really want to learn, don't let anything stand in your way and then go out and learn as much as you can about that skill. I don't care what the skill is, but if you're just going to sit there and watch Netflix all the time, the problem is is you're not going to be happy. You're going to be wasting a lot of time. And I believe, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, I believe everyone is put on this planet for a reason. Now, it took me almost 45, 50 years to figure that out. Then I, and also, I had an aha moment. Like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. So if you don't know, it's okay. But what do you think about that? Do you think that everyone was born with a gift and it's our job to discover it? I have very uh, unique opinions about the universe and how we're put here and and why we got here and 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 all of that. I think if if meaning and purpose will help you to figure out what you should do every day, figure it out. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm okay with if I didn't have a meaning and purpose and but I'm still happy and I'm helping other people like. Maybe that is my purpose. Maybe it's not. I'll probably never know, but that's okay to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think lots of people like need to feel that uh, conviction and validation. Um, I'm just the kind of person who's like, well, I'm, I'll try to get it right. If I don't, oh, well, <laughs> but you know, I, I, but I think a, though, that's that- a good point. You just brought up though about validation. Cause a lot of people will say, I want to do X, but will people validate me? Like you don't have to get someone else's validation to your point. Is it going to make you happy? I think we are so many people, not maybe not you and, you and I to a point, but so many people I run into, they're looking around to see if people are giving them permission and validating what they're doing. And I'm like, no, you have to look inside. Uh, I'm rereading um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People again. And he talks about it. It's got to start from the inside. And I, I, and I'm sure you see it maybe from your clients or people you mentor, they're looking for validation instead of validating themselves. They want to say, Laura, is it okay if I do this? And it's like, not up to you. It's up to them. Right. Yes. Hugely. I get that a lot from my, my coaching clients. Um, you know, and and I do too. I, I'm not, I do it too, especially (laughs) as I, you know, I resigned from a, what some would consider my mom saw what I was making in my government job. And she was like, you quit that. And I was like, <laughs> that's like the average salary for an average person doing average things. I, I don't want that, <laughs> but someone else does let them have it. Yes. So that's me making space for someone else who wants that, you know? And I think too, that people need to understand, like if we all looking for meaning and purpose, but we all need to have our own unique meaning and purpose. Well, that's growing because we're pushing our limits on how many people are on this planet. So we got to add new purposes and meanings and, and that's okay. But, um, but yeah, we all are looking for validation. That's what we look for in groups and belonging is, is other people who think and feel like us. And, um, and it's great when you find that. And if you do find that 
hold on to that stay with those people. If it's positive, there's also people who validate very negative things for you as well. Yes. Uh, that, oh, well, I sit home and watch Netflix and I'm okay. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the gamers, there's a lot of people stuck in that in gaming yes. world. Like, let's just, and, and I'm not hating on gamers if that's your thing um, and you're happy and you're, you're able to be healthy that way. Good. Um, and probably make more money than I do on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think there's a point to pivot. Um, when I lost my job in July of 2005, it was, I was fired and I went into the entrepreneur world and I first started out with wedding and portrait photography and it didn't work. So I pivoted. I you did photography. I'm a photographer too. Yeah. Well, you're probably much better than I did. I, I, I sucked at it. Okay. I sucked at it. I only had uh, two wedding clients. That was too, too many. I had no business being a photography, but the one thing that photography gave birth to was my training and speaking ability. And so I pivoted. And then after I decided to become a speaker and a trainer, I didn't want to speak on photography. So I came up with one topic and that didn't work. So I pivoted, tried something else that didn't work. I pivoted again. That didn't work. And then I remember I was on a call with one of my coaches and, you know, I was kind of not feeling it. I was kind of blue and he goes, what's going on? I'm like, you know, I really like speaking and training and I don't know what I should talk about. And he said, well, why don't you talk on productivity? And I imagine, remember saying, I don't know where that came from, but why would you say that? And he goes, well, you're, you're naturally gifted. You're one of the most productive people I know. And, you know, had I not had that conversation, who knows? I may not even have this podcast now, but life is a, is a series of pivots. I mean, you pivoted from your government job and you pivot and pivot and pivot and, yep. and you'll, oh, I like this a little bit. I want to pivot a little more. Oh, getting closer, getting closer, but there's no straight path to your dreams. You're going to have to, if you're going up like you went to, um, what's that mountain you went to, you said? earlier um mount st helens yeah i mean you didn't drive from st uh from syracuse to mount st helens you know you probably had some detours you got off the you know for a rest stop you stayed over the night someplace i mean you you it wasn't a straight line because i'm sure you can't go from syracuse to mount st helens in a straight line you probably have to right left and go over the hills and stuff like that and so life is a, a bunch of pivots and people think when they get to a pivot they they failed no just the road ended so you may have to make a left and a right and resume your, your path, but just don't be afraid of the pivot. That's a great title for this uh, episode. Don't be afraid of the pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. You bring up a lot of good points in that uh, little story, but the, um, the, one of the things is another reason to go out and start learning and trying the thing that you think you want to do is it might not be the thing you want to do. Yes. Like I, I, when I got into environmental science, I, I wanted to work outdoors. I thought, I want to be a park ranger. And then I volunteered to be a park ranger and it was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Now there are other park rangers who've been park rangers for 45 years. That's, that's their calling and it works for them and it fits their, their long-term goals. But for me, it was like, uh, no, this doesn't, this doesn't fulfill me. Like I thought it was going to. What, what did you like? I'm just curious. uh, What didn't you like about it? It was, so this was in Florida and it was cleaning bathrooms when it's 110 degrees, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, feels like outside and humidity. And also, I mean, just cleaning bathrooms, who cares what the temperature is, but cleaning <laughs> bathrooms and also um, like telling people to keep their dogs on leashes on the dog beach. Like oh. I'm not here to police people and get in that <laughs> argument every day. Okay. Um, you know, there's some fun stuff attached to it, like patrolling for sea turtles and, you know, but does that outweigh the other things? And I just, I felt as far, if you want to talk about meaning and purpose in life, I felt I had more to offer mm. than, you know, being the person who's doing these things that someone else could be doing, you know? Um, so 
you know, so I continued that path, but then I kept exploring and trying other things. And and it, it was awesome that I was able to do that as a volunteer and not on someone else's payroll, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, um, and then also like seeking meaning. And when you, I mean, if you've said this, this is my meaning in life to, to do this thing. And then you find out you don't like it. Yeah. Like, like that can, that can really take a hit to your ego and your understanding of the world. So that's another reason why I don't, I don't place a whole lot of emphasis on meaning because the meaning will show itself. It will come. I don't search. I don't like, you know, live or die by the fact that I found my meeting before I hit my deathbed. Like I'm, I'm going to do the best I can. And I think that's all I really can do. I think you said it very well there. Really well. Now, before we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience before we let you go that's on your heart? Um, I think right now in COVID, it's really important for people to take a break. And I mean a real break. And for you too, Mr. Productivity, <laughs> the a staycation is not a break. Um, and, you know, I, I'm like you, I have to be doing something. Like uh, when we went on the road trip, we listened to audiobooks. So we weren't even sitting in the car just listening to music. We listened to The Count of Monte Cristo, which is like a 17-hour read. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we listened to Walden. We, li- you know, like we listened to The Road. It was really cool listening to The Road during a pandemic on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I, th- I think right now it's important for people because I've, I've been talking to people who are just getting tired. They're exhausted, and and I and I'll say, when was the last time you had a vacation? And they're like, huh. I, I haven't, you know, I mm. working from home is not the same thing as being on a break. And I think it's worse because there's no boundaries from nine to five. It's all the time. And and for some people it works, but for most people you need a break. Um, outside of that, uh, if I'm allowed to share some things about myself, I have some workshops online for business owners to get your strategy going. Um, we cannot strategize the way we used to. So um, we got to be productive. We got to use the tools that are there. I have a workshop I'm intending to do once a month um, to get you started with strategy for your for your business or to start it over because the old way of having a, a five-year plan on a piece of paper on a shelf is not cutting it. And um, and I also, like I said, do environmental career coaching. Anybody out there has I share a lot on on careers. It, you know, 95% of it applies to everyone. There's the five percent that's too environmental specific. Um, so I encourage everyone to to tune in and take whatever you can. <laughs> and where will you go to find out about that, those offerings? Yep. So you can go to laurathornconsulting.com. There's lots of download, free downloads. Like I'm all about you give, give it away. There's free downloads. There's a, a email list where you can get behind the scenes actions for role model leaders. I'm all about, we could talk about being role models for days. That's kind of my calling right now. And, um, and then for the career coach, it's the environmentalcareercoach.com. Okay. Well, I will tell you that uh, you mentioned audiobooks in the car. I told my wife we're, we're overdue for a new car. I said, we buy a new car. We're definitely getting an Apple CarPlay because we're an Apple family. We have every product Apple's ever made. We've got in our house. And I said, I'm going to get Apple CarPlay because then you can have the audiobooks, the podcast. Everything's right in the car. Because um, yep. right now we have – this is going to – I'm so embarrassed to say this. All we have is a CD player and a radio in our car. That's how old our car is 2005. There was none of this MP3 stuff. And uh, so when we get an upgrade in our car, I said, we are going to find out all the cars that come with CarPlay installed. And that's going to be our list. We're not going to look for the car first. I said, honey, I know you think I'm crazy, but I want a CarPlay because it just syncs up. Everything just syncs up just fine because it'll just work on your iPhone. And um, if you're an iPhone, if you're an Apple guy like I am or Apple fan, 
family, it makes sense to get the Apple CarPlay. But I, I want to do it so we're going someplace we can listen to audiobook. It's right there. So um, that's on my that's on my list. The next car will yeah. have Apple CarPlay. And I'm going to plug the library. The library has apps where you can download audiobooks too. So everything we listened to was free. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm I'm one of these people. Yeah, but how did you listen to the car? Did you download it to your car or, or is it going no, to your phone? Well, the app, they have an app. So you listen on the app. The The cool thing was, is that it played um, on Wi-Fi. The other cool thing is it would continue to play when you were off of Wi-Fi, which I didn't expect, but it would glitch out after a while. And then you'd have to go, okay, we have Wi-Fi. Let's restart the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind <Yeah>. of fun. <laughs> Well, Laura, I really appreciate, uh, number one, for not coming to Houston when you blew through Louisiana. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you being on the show today. It was actually fun to have you on the show and talk about someone, talk to someone who's just as passionate about the importance of personal development uh, as I am, because I've been trying to tell people, listen, you know, stop, take one hour away from watching TV and spend an hour in personal development. If you do that, that's seven hours a week. Can you imagine if you spend seven hours a week for a whole year getting better at something, how much better you'll be a year from the role? I'm not saying 12 hours a day, although that would be great, but one hour a day will give you so much further. So those shows you watch on TV, yeah, they're fun, but how much value are they bringing you? Well, if you read a book or you take a course or something. So really, I and listener, please commit to yourself to personal development because it's not ever going to hurt you. It's going to make you a better person. So I want to thank you for being on the show to discuss that, Laura, and uh, you're a rock star. So thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. This is a lot of fun. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my next live training Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. Going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. Register by clicking the link in my show notes or in the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.